We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stop. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. How the heck are you, Ben? I'm doing great, Patrick. Thank you. We are going to talk about nutrition today. We haven't actually done an episode on nutrition for a bit. Um, and I want to give a little bit of context to this conversation because one, it's kind of funny, but also I think it's useful. We've done two episodes where effectively we're just talking about how to simplify nutrition. The first episode we did, I think it was actually episode, it was in within the first 20 episodes. We called it Simplifying Nutrition. And if I had to really summarize what that conversation was about, it was about uh, Michael Pollan's eat plant, uh, eat, well, shoot, what was it? Uh, I have oh, real food, not too much, mostly plants. And we talked about that. Cool. And then maybe not quite a year ago, maybe less, we did a conversation where we were like, let's simplify this even more. And we talked about sort of the one question you need to answer before you can figure out what changes to make in your particular diet. Um, and so we can, we can, um, review that wherever, however you see fit, but I just want to kind of lay the groundwork. We've done kind of two versions of simplifying nutrition before, and we're going to, we're going to go for round three here. And the reason is, uh, <laughs> we're sim simplifying it. We're more, more simplifier. Yeah. And the reason is we, we were talking at some point and you were like, I think, it, I, and you, you were just saying this to me, I think it needs to be even simpler. I think it's as simple as eat clean and eat light, or maybe eat light and eat clean. And then I remember you you put up, or CrossFit New England put up a video um, of you just kind of doing a talk to a class about this idea, about eating clean and eating light and keeping it as simple as that. So that's my first question to you is, can you just kind of explain to us what you mean by eat clean and eat light? And maybe in the context of the nutrition conversations that we've had here before. Yeah, so... It to keep it super simple, which is what it should be. I think that nutrition gets so overcomplicated and understandably why it's a, it's a complex thing of putting um, edible substances in through your mouth and turning it into life. That's, that's super complex. <laughs> so I under, that's a, that's, that's an amazing thing. That's hard to even put your like conceptually understand at any level. Having said that it doesn't, what we need is a working understanding to help us to make decisions when we get to the breakfast table, when we get to the office and we get to a restaurant. We have to understand not necessarily about that, you know, what is the molecular structure of gluten, but we have to understand what should I order off the menu. Mm. So let's try to make this as simple as possible. And the simplest, you know, this is us, the, the frameworks guys, mm -hmm. um, like we, we love to break this down in framework. The simplest framework I can work with is eat clean, eat light. Okay. So it doesn't get more simple than that. Right. Eat like, honestly, every diet, when you, when you hear diet, think nutritional strategy, a way of eating essentially leans into one of those two principles. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's really only two. And you go like, well, isn't that a ripoff of um, real food, not too much, mostly plants? It is, except the mostly plants 
there's a lot of people that have a lot of success eating no plants. Mm-hmm. So if we're to truly take out all of the biases, all the biases, I'm not, and I'm not against plants. You know me, like I have vegetables, yep. I have more vegetables than I know what to do with. <laughs> I believe in them. But I'm also, because I like vegetables and the way they make me feel, doesn't mean that it's inherently um, as close to a truth as we can because there's other people that have equally as much success eating very little vegetables or even no vegetables. Mm -hmm. So we're getting in the weeds a little bit, but the reason for these two pillars, eat clean, eat light, is that they are the only two that stand up across all uh, all research and all strategies. Got it. Okay. So let's maybe define in your mind anyways, like what each one of those means. Like, what do you mean when you say clean? Let's start with that one. Okay. So I'm going to keep this, uh, purposely very actionable. So if you're trying to eat clean, what that means is the least step one is to essentially think of foods on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And on one side of the spectrum, we have ultra processed. Things that you can't even figure out what where the heck that they actually are, right? So you have things like a Twix bar or um, a Twinkie or cotton candy. Like what the heck is that? Like it's not even like, it's not even a thing. It's not, it's, it's, <laughs> what, what did that start as? Yeah. N- right? It, so that's ultra process. And then above that, you have processed foods like um, potato chips, right? Like you know that they came from a potato, but it's been really processed. And then above that, you have lightly processed foods, which are things like um, cold cuts, right? You know it's a meat, but it's not straight off the bone. Like there's something to make it into that beautiful oval thin shape. Like that's <laughs> Um, so there's things like that. And then there's, um, clean, which is things that came, you know, basically the perimeter of the supermarket, as we know, fruits, vegetables, clean meats, and all the rest. And then there's ultra clean mm. and ultra clean being straight from the, like it, you grew it in your backyard yep. and in your backyard, you have great soil. Yep. Like that's the best, right? You went out into clean waters and caught a salmon, you know, in a river that's glacier fed. Like that's ultra, ultra clean. Not that you had, um, Atlantic farm raised, you know, Atlantic, by the way, Atlantic, that's their, their code word. People should know this. So this is what we'll talk, hopefully we'll get into this in this conversation. You have to understand a lot of the code. Mm-hmm. Atlantic salmon is code for farm raised, which is code for a fish farm, mm-hmm. which is code for bad for you. It's, it's, I would put that as a processed food. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it, uh, that's more to me than lightly processed. It may, it's probably lightly, it's somewhere in there, yep. but we're on the we're, we're not yet into the clean category. And then there's ultra clean, right? So mm-hmm. that's the way I think about clean. Got it. So ju- um, just to it, make sure I'm, I'm getting it. So it's kind of like, you know, that spectrum where there's ultra processed, lightly processed, clean, ultra clean. Is that yes. kind of like if you had to, like everything is a shade of gray, but like if you needed yeah. to come up with like the, the stops along that journey, would that, would those be them? Yeah. And you could probably subdivide that into 30 other subdivisions, <laughs> right. but 
you're not going to, I don't think you'll do yourself any further favors. Doing any, any, any more granular than that. All, okay. Right. All, so here is, here is, so let's get to the actionable. Yep. When you sit down for a meal, look at your meal and classify it on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. That's job number one. How close to the, in my mind, the right side of the spectrum are you? Like it's a bell-shaped curve, right? Like very few people, I shouldn't say, probably in our community, yes. Very few people are probably eating the ultra, ultra clean and very few people in our community are eating the ultra, ultra process. We're falling somewhere in the middle. Well, how awesome is it, would it be if over the course of a year, some percentage of your meals just started to swing towards the right a little bit and that bell-shaped curve started to move a little bit. Your health goes up, Mm -hmm. which maybe we should back up a little bit just there. Why nutrition at all? Like Mm -hmm. maybe that matters. Nutrition is one of our five factors, five factors for health, wellness, longevity, you know, kicking ass into our 90s. And here's the way to think about that is on this clean and light spectrum. If you eat clean, you're get what that means is you're getting more vitamins, minerals, nutrients, photochemicals, fiber, you can go down the whole list, right? Antioxidant, all these things. You're getting more of the good stuff per calorie your body operates on that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I mean your body, I don't just mean like your muscles. It's not about, it's not just about um, the the macronutrients. It's not just about protein, carbs, and fats. It is about the micronutrients too. The micronutrients are the things that determine things like inflammation, things like um, how fast you age. Aging is just oxidation, antioxidants. It's like, it's just, it's all these things. You have 13 systems in your body from your immune system to your cardiovascular system, to your musculature, to your central nervous system, to there's your, your reproductive system. There's so many of these different systems. Those systems run on nutrients. Mm-hmm. It's important that we understand how vital clean eating is to health. Now, that can be a little bit different than performance. And this is why the last podcast we did talked about, um, you got to answer that first question first. Yep. If we're truly talking about performance, if we're talking about an ultra marathon runner, if we're talking about a CrossFit Games athlete, the more important thing there is first calories, which we'll get to a little bit in a second, which is eat light. Mm-hmm. But secondarily is macronutrient breakdown. Mm-hmm. Because depending on what type of activity you're pursuing, you need the appropriate levels of fuel. For the average gym goer, like you, like me, like most people listening to this podcast, that's not the case. It's not so much about the macronutrient breakdown. That doesn't matter. What does matter is that you eat light. We'll get to the second. The less calories, unlike the ultra runner and the CrossFit Games athlete, and that you eat clean. Mm-hmm. You can kind of skip over the macronutrient thing. It doesn't matter. As long as you have the other two in place, it doesn't matter. And this is why it doesn't matter if you're super high carb or you're super high fat, super high protein. It That stuff doesn't matter if you have these other two principles in place and you have a really high nutrient density to your eating protocols. Mm-hmm. Let's get maybe, well, I, I like this breaking them off. Well, let's, let's stick on clean. We'll get to light in a minute, but let's get maybe a little bit more practical. Cause I know you said you wanted to do that with eating clean. So maybe what's the best way to do that? Like, let's talk about breakfast. Let's talk about lunch. Like how do we get to, okay, well, well, tell me what that, tell me what clean actually looks like. Cause that should be what this podcast is about is like, 
the, not the talking about carbs, protein, not talking about micronutrients, vit- phytochemicals and all that stuff. Not talking about, uh, it should be, you know, eggs and avocado or whole wheat and kashi. It should be that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here is for the eat clean. It's the simplest way to do this. It takes a tiny bit of effort, but what you need to do is turn the food over that you're about to eat and look at the nutrition label on the back. And what you're looking for is one of three things. You're looking for three things. You're looking for an obvious one, any form of sugar. Mm -hmm. And again, you have to know the code because they figured out that people are looking for sugar. So they call it other stuff now. Mm -hmm. Evaporated cane juice, um, you know, pure 100% pure fruit juice, um, honey, agave, molasses, maple syrup. Um, They, you know, they've called it maltodextrin they're calling it all these other things other than sugar because they know people are on lookout for that you have to know the code you have to be a detective and you're looking for sugar so the first thing you need to do is look at the ingredient list can you find sugar if you can the higher it up is that the higher it is up the list the more processed it is essentially okay so then the next thing you're going to look for is any form of flour and again they know people are looking for this so they call it funny things like enriched wheat flour, 100% organic flour. Um, 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 you know, there's, there's a whole host of other things that, you know, uh, um, coconut flour, Mm -hmm. like that's flour. Like I'm saying coconut sugar is sugar. Coconut flour is flour. Almond flour is like, look for these things. There's no such thing as paleo brownies, Mm -hmm. right? So you can't just like, we're trying to stay away from that. The more we stay away from it, the more clean we're eating. Yep. So now we have two things to look for. We're looking for sugar and we're looking for some form of flour. And then the third one you're looking for is oils. Any oils other than avocado, olive oil, or um, coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Coconut oil does pass on that one. Those three are okay. So when we have our breakfast... That's what we're looking for. And we're trying to get as little of that stuff as we can. That gets us to, from processed up to clean. Mm -hmm. To get to ultra clean, you have to really care a lot and be a detective. Mm -hmm. Essentially, to get from clean to ultra clean, it's it's a matter of not shopping at the supermarket. Mm -hmm. You have to know, it's about sourcing. You have to know where the food is coming from. So if you're, so you tell me what's a normal breakfast? I would say a normal breakfast for, for maybe somebody in our audience might be, uh, oatmeal, um, a piece of fruit and let's just say, a, a two eggs, something like that. Cool. Okay. Love that. And that's someone in our audience. Yeah. So if someone ours on that list of those three, what should they be on the lookout for of those three? Uh, probably what hits? the, uh, uh, the oatmeal, I imagine if that's, no, that oatmeal is cool. Oatmeal's oatmeal cool? cool. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's, that's, I think that's pretty, that's good. Cool. So that's a great breakfast. Yep. We got a great breakfast. Yep. Now someone in our audience might have a relative mm-hmm. that is eating something like special K yep. whole wheat toast, orange juice, and a Nutrigrain bar. Yep. And, um, maybe like uh, a Danian yogurt. Mm-hmm. Like that's a pretty healthy, yep. a normal community would see that as like a normal, healthy breakfast. That's somebody trying. So 
That's somebody trying. Exactly. It's somebody trying. They're not going stopping at Dunkin' Donuts and getting a, a Boston Crawler and a regular, <laughs> you know? Yep. Uh, you know, a Crawler and a regular and, you know, the dunked dude. Uh, so that person is really, they're trying. Yep. So we got a Nutrigrain bar, a Danian yogurt with fruit on the bottom, maybe a, a bagel or a piece of toast and some uh, special case cereal. Okay. Special case cereal. What's going to be super high on that list? Sugar, the flour. Flour, yeah. Fl- Actually, the flour. Even if it's zero sugar. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to come across as like, and it might have other stuff too, like soy or other stuff, but that's like, but it's going to be super high on the flour one. The yogurt. You wouldn't think of this, but the Daniel yogurt is going to be super high in the sugar. Mm-hmm. The bagel, it's or the toast, it's made of flour. The orange juice, it's 100% sugar. It's, mm-hmm. what I said, is like 100% juice is sugar. It's like, so that's a terror. that's not a, it's not a terrible breakfast because they're trying, but this is what I feel bad for is the people that are trying that don't know the code. Mm-hmm. Like you got to understand that we're trying to avoid those three things mm-hmm. for eating clean. We're avoiding flour. We're avoiding sugar. We're avoiding bad oils. So, um, oh, and then the Nutrigrain bar. Nutrigrain bar is going to have all three. Yep. It's going to have sugar. It's going to have flour and it's going to have the crappy oils. Yep. So crappy oils is things like... Uh, obviously vegetable oil and they make them all sound really good, right? Vegetable oil, grapeseed oil, um, sunflower oil. Um, there's a whole, you know, it's, it's, there's probably four dozen, um, really, really bad oils. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's another one. Tapioca syrup is one that people put in there a lot because it sounds kind of fancy. Yeah. That's sugar. You know, bad, I did a quick like, search while you were while you were talking about sugars, and either the first couple of results were like the fifty six common names of sugar, and then there's another ones like the two hundred fifty seven names for sugar. So somewhere between fifty and three hundred different it things out. that they yeah, they're hiding it, <laughs> and they're starting to do with oils and they're starting to do with flour as well. Yep. yep. So okay, so that's okay. step one is to get a sense of sugar, flour, and oils. Is there anything else as it relates to eating clean that is maybe a good uh, a good measure, a good, a good way to say, okay, where am I on the spectrum beyond just those three or beyond thinking about just those three things? Yep. So this is for our audience. Like this isn't for everybody else, but for that gets everyone to essentially like clean. the middle yeah, oh, the that middle. gets everyone okay. to clean Yep. that. Yeah. They can see, I guess you're like, you're eating clean. So you're having, like you just said, uh, I think your breakfast was eggs, eggs uh, a piece of fruit and some oatmeal. Something like that. Love it. Yep. Right. Love it. Like that's, that's phenomenal. That's, that's awesome. Okay. So now to move for our audience that are like, you know, they don't just want to live to 90. They want to be doing a, a sub three minute Fran at 90, you know, like, um, how are we going to get there? Yep. And that's, that takes effort like anything, just like a sub minute three takes effort. You don't just get there. And the way you get there is by, as we talked about is recognizing the sourcing. So what we're trying to do there is um, where do the eggs come from? Mm -hmm. And just because there's a picture of a farm on the carton doesn't mean that it's good. Unfortunately, just because it says organic doesn't mean it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, So this becomes like to get to ultra clean, they're either your eggs, Mm -hmm. like from your chickens in your backyard, or you're sourcing them from a very trusted place where you know the chickens are running in the wild. They're eating worms and seeds and grubs in the grass and in sunlight and have space to run free and roam. And um, they're not in a uh, um, an industrial farm setting. Yep, got it. Um, that gets us to that gets us to the 
the peak. That's where we're trying to get to. Yep. Where would you say like if, you know, because the distance between, at least in my mind, the distance between ultra process to clean, like that's manageable. Like closing that gap is relatively manageable. Yeah, but Patrick, it's manageable for you because you've done it. Right. But that's the reason you say that. It seems like it's that. like, oh, I get, kind of get that. It's like, a, but for somebody that's never done this before, they're like, wait a minute. I can't just stop at 7-Eleven. <laughs> I can't just go yeah. to like my, I can't get Lunchables for my kid. Yeah. I can't just, it's because it's your norm. Yeah. It's the same thing to edge up to the next one. It's like, yeah, maybe you don't shop at the supermarket. Maybe you need to order your food. Right. Maybe you need to find a farmer's market. Yeah. Maybe you need to dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was alluding to is, which is that logistically, if you're going to a place and getting maybe not the 7-Eleven, not the McDonald's, not breakfast at Dunkin's every day, but theoretically you're getting most of your food at the grocery store. You could still go to that same grocery store and make slightly different decisions and move from, at least move from process to clean without without adjusting your life too much too much right to me the 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 transition then from clean which is kind of what a lot of people are especially our listeners are sort of living in to ultra clean feels like to me a much bigger leap but do you do you find that that's not the case from no, from getting getting chicken at the grocery store to meeting a farmer and and getting chickens from him so i think of it as moving from ultra processed to clean yep. Like, so what I'm talking about is you're moving from, you can't even recognize the food. Yep. Like what that, so you're moving from Skittles <laughs> and yep. Twinkies and Ho-Hos and Coca-Cola to clean, to your breakfast that you just mentioned. Yep. That's massive. Yep. I agree. That is a huge, I mean, a huge difference, like in every form and fashion. I think it's a smaller change to actually go from the breakfast you labeled mm -hmm. the eggs and um, I keep on forgetting it. <laughs> fruit and oatmeal. Yep. Oh, fruit and oatmeal. Yeah. To go from that to, do you know where your fruit came from? Oh, do you know where your eggs came from? Cool. Got it. It's just like, it's just that you're so, you've done the other change. So this one seems big. Yep. Maybe that's it. Okay. So let's, let's go, let's go back. So we, that was eat clean. Unless you want to talk more about clean, obviously I'm happy to, but if no, not, I'd say, I, I, let me just like, I, I think it's really important for people like understand the biggest thing here is to look at the ingredients. So it's a difference of like regular skippy peanut butter, which is going to number two ingredient is going to be hydrogenated vegetable oil or sugar, yep. both terrible versus like a natural peanut butter, which is going to have peanuts and salt. Yep. That's the difference. That's what we're, that is from processed to clean. That's what we're asking people to do across the board. Got it. Okay. So let's talk about eat light. What do you mean by that? What does that, what does that look like? We can maybe do the same thing. We can get into a meal or two uh, to use as examples, but just high level. What does that mean? It means eating less. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like, it's as simple as that. And it's a challenge because um, every, all the good tasting stuff that's out there is, Definitely. is so calorie laden and food is everywhere and it's ubiquitous. Like, you used to be able to you fill up your car at a gas station and not be bombarded with all this temptation. Yeah. You used to be able to go to the office supply store and walk through the checkout aisle without having to say no to the Twizzlers, the gummy lifesavers, the combos and everything. Like, it, like crap food is everywhere. So it's a matter of here's the, here's the, the, the helpful part is as you lean farther into Principle one, yep. eat clean, 
by definition, you're going to have less calories coming in. Yep. And that's really, maybe I should start there. Eat less means eat less calories. Mm -hmm. And that this isn't about, um, this is a different conversation with somebody with an eating disorder. Yep. This is a different conversation for people in special populations. This is a different conversation for elite athletes. This is for the person, the otherwise healthy person trying to make changes in their life so that they don't have to get off medication mm -hmm. so that they can have more productivity in their life, less sick days, live longer, and so on. Mm -hmm. In those populations, eating less calories. And again, I'm not talking about malnourishment. I'm talking about moving from excess calories to maintenance calories, the appropriate amount of calories. And when we do this, there's a, there's a whole bunch of different strategies that people use to put into place. And that's, this is kind of where the other diet things come into place. And it's kind of what works for you. Yep. This is strategy. Number one is for eat clean is read the labels. Look for those three things. Here's it for eat light, figure out the strategy that works well for you. Mm -hmm. Is that time restricted eating? AKA intermittent fasting. Yep. Is it macros? Is it calorie counting? Is it um, food journaling? Is it weighing and measuring? Is it like you fill in the blank of what works for you because there's nothing wrong with any of it. Mm -hmm. I'll say what I do, which works really, really well for me is I do um, time restricted eating, okay. which is an another way for, I don't like to call it intermittent fasting because it's not really fa fasting is, like when you haven't eaten for a day. Yep. Um, and I don't do that, although I have done one three-day fast and I am scheduled to do another one in a few weeks. Um, but that's separate from what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and what I do is I eat dinner, social with the family, normal. Um, after dinner, that's when I have my last thing, usually done by 7 or 7.30 or so. And I don't eat again the next day until about noon. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's one, sometimes it's 1130, but it's literally, um, it's nothing more than skipping breakfast. And this is not what I, when I first heard about intermittent fasting about 10, 11 years ago, I thought that it was the, you not eating for that time was the benefit. Cause mm -hmm. uh, the way I learned about this was like, it allows your body to self-regulate and you know, it can do some atop of whatever that word is, um, <laughs> cleaning out of the cells yep. I and, know the word and, too but I can't uh, pronounce it either <laughs> yeah so it can um you know it's really good to you know give yourself get out of that post digestive state yep. and maybe yep. what really works is that you're eating less calories you're skipping a meal because when I first learned about it I took that other meal and pushed it into the shorter window yeah and I ate the same amount of calories in a short amount of time so I still had my three meals I just did one at noon, one at four, and one at seven. That's not what this is. This is literally skipping a meal. Mm -hmm. So you are literally eating lighter. That is the principle. Mm -hmm. You are eating less calories. I think that most people would be shocked at actually how many calories they need to thrive. Mm -hmm. You know, again, not special populations, not malnourishment, not eating disorders, normal people. And it, it's eating a little bit less is healthier for you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if we're carrying around excess body fat, that is 
you know, really strongly correlated with uh, disease states. Mm -hmm. So um, allowing the shortened eat, weeding in, weeding window, eating window mm -hmm. um, works really well for someone of my temperament, my mindset, which I'm very good with like rich, like structure and discipline. Yep. Other people can just do it other ways, which is weighing and measuring throughout the day, or they do something where there's like um, smaller plates and no seconds, mm -hmm. um, no snacking is a huge one. Um, obviously, no desserts eliminates a lot of, you know, it. One, people have a hard time understanding what the real trouble is with uh, the Western diet. Mm -hmm. And it, it's basically overconsumption of those first three things I talked about. Yep. So how can we eliminate those? So this is just two strategies for the same thing. Eliminate them and then also eat less of them. And the biggest thing, if, you get, if you're trying to do something, it, like this is just, it's so obvious. That like why, why even say this? But it's what people miss. Um, eat three good meals. Don't snack. Don't have seconds. Don't have dessert. Mm -hmm. Like that in and of itself is going to solve 70% of your nutrition stuff. Mm -hmm. Eat three good meals. What I mean by that is no ultra processed, yep. right? Normal meals that our community would normally deem. If you want to have a sandwich, okay, have a sandwich. Like I'm not saying not have a sandwich. Three good meals, no seconds, no snacks, no desserts, no, I didn't say this one, no drinking your calories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We do that and we are way far down the rabbit hole. We've talked a lot about setting up the environment to allow for success, especially, and I think it's especially powerful when it comes to nutrition. What other strategies other, you know, I love that uh, time restricted is a great strategy. If that works for you, the three meals, no snacking, no, I think is a great kind of set of rules that is doable. Um, and the, the, you know, don't, don't bring it into the house is certainly a good rule. Uh, of thumb as well. Anything else as it relates to the, the practicality of a lunch? What does lunch look like to, to what is it? To, like, cause I, cause one of the things that I think is possible and you alluded to it a little bit when you, when you said like, well, before I, I cut the hours down, but I didn't cut down the, what I was eating. I just jammed it into, <laughs> which I've been guilty right. of as well. So how, how do you recommend folks fight against I don't know what else to call it other than kind of like looking for loopholes in the rules that you've set up yeah. for yourself. Okay. I'm only eating right. two meals now, but they're massive, right? Maybe that right. didn't quite solve the problem. Maybe it just changed the problem. Anything else to look out for as it relates to this eating light? Cause I think one of the things that in our modern food environment, like there are lots of opportunities to say, to, to find the loopholes or to, 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 to justify acting in a way that you're actually trying to, to kind of curb against. Yeah, so let's go, let's let's just do this like um meal by meal. Sure. Like like so for breakfast. Yep. Here's the biggest thing with breakfast is get some protein in. Yep. Like that's the biggest thing with breakfast. And I know there's all these like, you know, all the um vegetarians and all the rest. It's like you got like if you want like get some protein in in breakfast and it will change the game. Mhm. Mm try to eliminate what most people do, which is the, the flour one, yep. the wheat, like, like it's just, 
it's you're gonna get so many calories in for very little nutrients mm -hmm. you know that would be the biggest one for for breakfast is work for protein for lunch here is like trade out your meatball sub for a salad with protein on it mm -hmm. that should be lunch that should be everyone's lunch mm -hmm. trade out like salad with a protein what kind of protein if you want to go to the ultra clean, cool, but we're not even there. Like just salad with a protein on it. If you're going out to uh, a, um, a restaurant, it's all, look at the salads, like, and just salad with a protein on it. Um, the trick there is if you're trying to really pay attention is the salad dressings will get you. Mm -hmm. um, so the salad dressings are super high in crappy oils and sugars. I should say super high in sugars. There is a fair amount of sugar in them, mm -hmm. um, upwards of six grams per serving, some nine. Um, and then there's really crappy oils. That's why it actually is worth it to pay for a higher quality salad dressing that's not soybean oil, mm -hmm. um, vegetable oil, um, canola oil, and pay for one that has avocado oil in it. Mm -hmm. um, that, that matters a lot. Or olive oil as well is great. Um, if you're at a restaurant, olive oil, vinegar, salt, and pepper. Maybe even throw a little bit of mustard in. It's totally cool. Mm -hmm. Mustard's just a seed. That's a great salad dressing. Um, okay, and then dinner. Um, it's the if you're like out to eat, get your entree. Except ask for double veggies. That's instead of getting whatever else it comes with, um, you know, the French fries or the just um, ask for your swordfish, your steak, your half a chicken breast, whatever it is with double veggies mm -hmm. and you're good. That's the eating out part. It's the same thing. The other hack is the more that you can eat at home and cook your own food, the better, because now you're in control of what oils you're cooking with, what oils are going on your food. Are they sneaking in the sugar? Because they are. Sugar tastes good. They want you to come back. Um, they don't care if you get sick 30 years from now because You've been eating at their restaurants every day. Yeah. Um, they want you to come back every day for the next 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, so those are some small like breakfast, get protein, lunch, salad with protein. Watch out for the salad dressing. Dinner, double veggies with a protein. Um, but even better is don't order out, eat, um, cook it yourself. And then for snacks, um, fruit and a piece of um protein is super satisfying. Mm -hmm. So my snack yesterday, I usually don't snack, but yesterday I was very hungry. Um, I had a lot of chicken breast, like a lot. Mm -hmm. I probably had like, uh, uh, like 12 ounces of chicken. So almost a pound of chicken, um, and a peach. <laughs> and that was my, that was my snack. Um, and it's, that's good. It's super satisfying. It tastes good. Um, if you want to dip it in some healthy salad dressing or something like that, totally cool. Mm -hmm. What, as it relates to eating light, what is the, what are the, oh, right, we even talk, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let me get back to, so let me, uh, let me go. actually, let me uh, compound upon that. Um, in terms of how else it, the, the eating light strategy or other thing is pick one of the mainstream diets that you like. Mm. Like that's what they're there for. Cause they, certain ones work for certain people. And I like time-restricted eating. That works really well for me combined with paleo. So that's like meaning 
just eating real foods. Yep. That to me is like, that works so well with me. Now, other people might do much better on a carnivore diet. Like, but carnivore does these two things. You're going to be eating relatively clean. There's no ultra processed on carnivore. Um, there's no flour. There's no sugar. There's no oils, depending on where you get your meat from. And how much are you going to be able to eat? Like how, many, how much chicken can you actually eat? Are you going to be able to eat four, five, six thousand calories of chicken? I don't think so. That's why it works. Same thing with a whole food diet. Like if that works for you, that works for you. So any one of these prescriptions, they're not bad. And all the infighting between the camps is ridiculous because they're all just trying to do to some form or fashion, some degree of specificity, get you to do eat clean or eat light. Mm -hmm. um, two questions uh, on either one of these. The first, and I'll ask both of them so you can answer either one of them, both of them, whatever you prefer. The On the eat, cl the eat clean, there have been folks who who make the argument that there is no such thing as dirty food. Like there's no bad food. It's the amount right. of it that you're eating. Right. And so my question just to you is like, how, where do you fall in kind of the vilifying of whatever Skittles or fill in the blank, whatever, like, yep. do you consider that, uh, you know, quote unquote bad. So that's question one. And the question two is for eat light is where is the danger of, like, of taking that too far? I guess is the yeah. question of yep. starving yourself or trying to starve yourself, which isn't really any different than fill in the blank diet where it's really restrictive and you can do it for 30 days. But after that, you kind of gorge because you're just you're starving. Right. And so just those two, those kind of nuanced questions I'm curious about. OK, so the first one is there's no such thing as a bad food. Yeah. Um, it's all about just having their proper amount of calories. Um, if you are this is what if you are a high it depends on how much you're burning. Mm -hmm. You actually can out-train a bad diet. That's that's like kind of earth-shattering. Mm -hmm. That's like you actually can out-train a So the people that are saying there's no such like it doesn't matter Skittles or whatever as long as you're getting the right. That's for performance because they're playing the macronutrient game. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is they're exercising so much a games level athlete is exercising so much that as the food comes in, it's immediately being converted to a fuel and being used up. So it doesn't have ch a chance to turn into inflammation. It doesn't have a chance to be turned into fat stores. It doesn't have a chance to go and turn into arthritis. But for most of us that are training an hour a day, that is not the case. Mm -hmm. Our body is made up of 13 systems that run on nutrients. If you're having Skittles and um, honeydew donuts, you're getting no nutrients. Your system is going to break down. It is a nutrient game as much more so than it is a macronutrient game. The other people are playing the macronutrient game. They need to make sure they're getting a certain amount of protein, carbs, and fats. We should ignore that. Mm -hmm. We need to get in a certain number of nutrients. It's a different game. And that's why we did that other podcast. Got it. it is completely, completely for us about the quality of our food. Got it. Okay. And then the second question was just the, how do you, how do you make sure that eating light doesn't translate to eating so little that it's unsustainable, that I can do it for a couple of weeks. I'm eating light. But that now I now I have to, to to overcompensate because I can't do this anymore. 
Yeah, this is a little bit of the... Um, are you a dummy or not? <laughs> like, like, I, like it's that, I'm honestly, and you, the reason you don't know you're a dummy because it's your ego that's eating away at you. Yep. That's what's happening is you've identified with this certain image, um, identity, um, like I am this type of person or I need to be this type of person. Um, there's something in your mind that's causing you to be an, an idiot. Like it's really, it's over. And I don't mean that coy. I don't mean that yep. disparagingly. I mean, it's overriding your brain system and causing you to do stupid stuff. So for the people that are not there, this isn't the conversation because they'll know, they'll know it. Like, I don't feel as good. Like I'm really hungry all the time. Like, okay. Like, by the way, hunger is not bad. You shouldn't be hungry all the time. Mm -hmm. Like when I do my intermittent fasting, I'm hungry almost every single day. That's okay. Hunger is is a result of the, the hormone ghrelin. Ghrelin is a health promotion hormone. Like this idea of we should never be hungry is so asinine. Mm. That's It's come from the, the men's fitness and shape magazines who are there to promote more and more and more snack foods. Mm. That's what they're doing. Now you call them supplements if you want. They're snack foods. <laughs> yep. That's what they're trying to do is get you to snack more. So what they said is never be hungry, never be hungry, never be hungry. In other words, buy more of the stuff we're selling, buy more of the stuff we're selling, buy more of the stuff we're selling. That's like saying, if you want to work out, you should never sweat. You should never have a high heart rate. Mm -hmm. You should never have sore muscles. Like if you want to make change, you're going to get uncomfortable. If you want to lose weight, you're going to be uncomfortable. You are going to be hungry. Guess what? That hunger is actually healthy. Mm. This is a good thing. Now, at to your point, there's a, there's a place where it tips over to where it's not healthy. Just like going for a run is healthy, but running 300 miles a week is not. Right. So it's like you have to understand, and it's just like common sense. Like when your muscles and knees start to break down and you can't walk normally, you've run too far. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're so hungry, you're now... Uh, you have a short temper, you can't sleep well, um, your workouts and performance go down, like you've tipped over, like mm -hmm. you're not doing it well. We, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, it's hunger. Hunger is the issue. It's when you literally, your words, like you said, when you tip, you just got to like, you got to find out where that is yourself. Just like everyone is doing in our community and happily doing experimenting with their training. Mm -hmm. Whoa. I went too hard, too fast yesterday. Yep. I'm way too sore. Now I know my limits. Yep. Cool. Same thing with the nutrition stuff. Like I only ate a thousand calories yesterday. That is way too little. I was so grumpy. I didn't sleep. I had no energy in the afternoon. That is way too little. Cool. Mm -hmm. So next time let's try it with 1500 and see what mm -hmm. happens. Um, last question as we wrap up. Uh, what you just said triggered just... Uh, an interesting thought for me, which is it was something we obviously have talked about a lot, but embedded in this idea of eating clean and eating light is awareness, is introducing awareness to something that oftentimes we are pretty unaware of, <laughs> right? Like, oh, where did the cookies go? Oh, I just, I ate the whole thing. How did that happen? Right? Like to me, that's, and maybe it's better as a question is, as we've talked about before, awareness is often the place to start. 
right? And where do you find folks maybe are failing at being as aware as they need to be in order to say, could this meal be cleaner? Could this meal be lighter? Do I need this meal, et cetera? To me, it starts with the awareness that one, that this is just kind of what we're aiming for, but where else does awareness or self-awareness come into play as it relates to this particular strategy of clean, eat clean and eat light? Absolutely. I love it. It does start with awareness. It's everything that we, it's that, you know, those three guiding principles, awareness, intention, action. It's why that they're the guiding principles is everything that we want to do to change for the better in our lives follows in that sequence, in that order. Mm -hmm. So what is the awareness? The awareness is just as you said, can I eat cleaner? Can I eat lighter? Yep. That's, that's it. So, um, we've given some pretty, um, you know, actual takeaways from that. You know, can I eat cleaner? Like how much crappy rancid oils, how much, you know, um, processed uh, flour and how much sugar is in this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, can I start to eliminate that? Cool. Once I get to that level, then it's like, can I work on the sourcing of food and know where it comes from? Mm -hmm. Easy. Good. Got it. In terms of the eating lighter, can I remove um, dessert out of the equation? Okay. Can I skip uh, breakfast every now and then and not realize I'm not going to die if I'm a little bit hungry for one morning? Yep. Um, cool. Like, okay, that's the awareness. Then the intention aspect of it to move us down the yep. down the, the track um, is tell yourself you're going to do those things. Mm -hmm. When I go to that part, that, you know, that Labor Day party this weekend, I'm not going to have any of the bread that is served. I'm going to have a hot dog. I'm going to have a burger, but I'm not going to have any of the bread. You just moved up in both those categories. Mm -hmm. You eliminated some of the flour and you eliminated some of the, some of the calories. Awesome. And I'm only going to have um, um, four drinks across the weekend instead of what I normally do is just go there and just pop in, you know, chain drink. Is there a thing for chain like there's chain smoking. There should be. That's a thing. There yeah. should be, right? That's yeah. what people do. It's like they put one down and they crack yep. the next. Yep. So I'm only going to have four and I got to be intentional about how I have those four, yep. right? Um, so that's just that. It's it's bringing attention to it. And then as we talked about all the time, like, okay, you can wish in one hand and crap in the other and you tell me which one's more real. <laughs> yep. Like you, you got to actually, it's got to become real. Like I don't care what you talk about. It's what you tolerate. I can't hear what you're saying because your actions speak so loudly. Like you actually have to do it mm -hmm. until you actually do it. We haven't really made any changes. Mm -hmm. So um, the cool part about that is once you do it and you make these small little promises to yourself, that care, like people that carries so much weight mm. and be proud of yourself. If people want to know how to like get themselves from the gutter to like a productive member of society to in a productive member of society to excelling, mm -hmm. it's nothing more than that. Make really small promise to yourself and keep them. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just that. Make them a lot. In the beginning, do what you can. But things like, when I get home, I'm going to hug my wife. That's a small little promise. And then when you get home, walk in the door. It's funny how hard that is to keep. Mm. It's like, like so you driving home, you say that. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go home and I'm going to hug my wife. You get home and like, the ego thing starts to play with you about like, well, what if she's on the phone? What if she's busy? What if she had a bad day? What if she, mm -hmm. what if I go to hug her and she doesn't hug me back? Like, there's all these like, is she going to think I'm a weirdo? Like, dude, like just start making promise to yourself. And 
you know, that can lead to some massive things, like some crazy things. Yeah. Next thing you know, you've gone from like, I'm going to, when I go home, I'm going to um, drink um, 16 ounces of water mm -hmm. when I walk in the door. Five years later, you might be running an Ironman triathlon. Mm. Like that's what, that's the power of these little tiny marginal gains. Mm -hmm. You know, the aggregation of marginal gains. It's like the tiny little things. It's not linear. It's exponential. Mm -hmm. And you doing this three days in a row doesn't mean that you're th three promises farther. You're so much farther. So in terms of nutrition, that's what we can all do for ourselves make tiny little promises and keep them. Now, it helps to know what those promises should be, right? Yep. So it's not like, so you're not the person that says, I'm gonna have the Nutrigrain bar, the yogurt, the orange juice, and the bagel. Yep. Because that's working hard, trying, but actually not moving the needle. Mm -hmm. Love that. All right, my man, that was great. Um, eat clean, eat light, something to think about. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Thank you for your ratings and your reviews. Ben and I will be back next week for another episode of Chasing Excellence. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.